With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. today. The sun is out. Yeah. Well, you guys are, you, you've, you've told me you're always 10 degrees warmer than we. Well, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's only like 50 here right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about... I wish. Get a thir- no, it's a, a comfortable 26 degrees. You really have to practically a heat wave. This has been an awful year everywhere, uh, up and down the East Coast, and uh, it's the worst year in uh, this town in, I don't know, last 30, 40 years or something. There's massive amounts of snow because nothing is melted. We never get that. We, we are 35 inches over our annual snow rate right now, and there's still a little time to go yet. That's a lot Oof. of extra snow. Oof. Well, you know, I've just noticed that the uh, ground is mostly bare here, and that is not due to temperature. It is due to the, the power of the strength of the sun. Um, ah. You know, this time, of, you know, we're, we're actually, hey, big weekend coming up. We uh, turn the clocks ahead. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a light sensitive, photosensitive. I uh, wake up in the morning when it's light. So it's sometimes oh, so the year it's really early, sometimes the year it's later. So I'd be happy to change them back from what they were. But I've been up since the crack of dawn. I had to go and get some tests done this morning because I'm old and decrepit. And uh, I have to just uh, take a couple of bloods, which usually takes 10 minutes. But apparently I get a, uh, 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 this, a young lady who's in training. And apparently has never drawn blood from anything but um, one of those plastic dolls they practice on. And uh, what should have taken three seconds uh, took her an hour of uh, uh, searches, like hide-and-seek with one of my veins to draw blood and the needles going here. And at one point, she pulled it out. It was bent. She just bent, she just bent the needle inside my arm. Oh, 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 did it hurt? She says, 
is the tears are running down my eyes. And finally I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to be mean to you or rude, but to go get someone who knows what the hell they're doing, because you can't keep doing this. I had a black and blue that went from my elbow down to my fingertips because this woman is just playing, 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 but looking as hide and seek. You know, so they oh, have to pull there it the is. Oh, no. Oh, it's over here. I'm talking about my veins. But... And if that wasn't bad the... enough, I had, uh, I had to pick my dog. My poor dog. I have a dog. You know, we moved to condos because I was just tired of mowing lawns and all that kind of stuff. We've been in condos for the last six or seven years. and uh, But I'm a big dog lover. I don't know if you're a dog fancy. I don't think you are. No. But I love dogs. Oh. I've always had dogs. Uh, big dogs. I never had a dog weight under 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 50 pounds. But, you know, you go to a condo, and for some reason, they think a small dog is much easier to contend with than a big one. I don't, I don't quite understand the uh, theory behind that, other than uh, I assume they think a small dog makes less of a mess outside. Uh, either way, you've got to clean it up, so I don't know what that's all about. So my wife goes on the search for a small dog, and I hate small dogs. You know, they are yip, 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 yip. Oh, God, yeah. Napoleon. hate them. Napoleon complexes. Napoleon complexes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I absolutely hate them. So she comes up with this 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 one dog, and it looks like a a mitten, a white mitten. It's just this white ball. and Absolutely not. And that has got us in divorce court. I said, you got to find a dog that's, you know, I want a, I want a dog that's a dog, not one of these little poopy little things that you can pick up with one hand and, you know, be cute and carry them around in your pocket and that sort of thing. So she finds this dog I'd never heard of called a, uh, a French bulldog. Well, I like the name right away. I always love bulldogs. You know, they have those great faces all pushed in and everything. And, uh. I'm reading about them, and it says they get to be about 28 pounds, and so that's kind of small, but, you know, but they're all muscle. I see a picture of one, they're kind of interesting looking, they're strong, and I'm reading about them, and these are the things that really caught my eye. Number one, they like to be the boss. No matter who they're playing with, people, other dogs, big dogs, they want to be the boss. So this is, the dog's got something, you know, it's not charisma, he's just tough. And then... uh as I read on, it said, uh, you know, he comes from originally from England. He's a, you know, he's a bulldog that's just been shrunk a little bit and uh, used to be kind of a house dog, used to be a ratter. You know, they'd stick him in the walls to keep the rats away. And uh, well, that's oh, yeah. interesting, I guess. You know, you never know when you might get rats. And, uh, well, it's just like someone who was familiar with the rat pack. The rat pack, Tommy. Well, that's, well, that's what I was going to get to eventually, certainly. That's what it comes as, you know, small but tough. Certainly, Frank was not a giant of a man, and uh, he was in it. So anyway, he goes to these dogs go from England, where they were used to fight each other. So they were fighting dogs. And that's kind of cool. You know, they were tough. He ends up in France, and uh, of course, the French couldn't leave it alone. So they they breed the uh, they keep breeding them until the ears stick straight up. So you got this little tiny dog with ears that stick up about half a mile. And uh, then here comes my favorite part. Uh, he becomes he becomes the favorite dog of French prostitutes. They're so different looking, they're so interesting. They become the favorite dog of the French prostitutes in the early 1800s. 
Ah. And because they walk these dogs, they were so unusual that men would stop just to pat them and talk to them, and it was a good way to break the ice with a new customer. I said, that's, ah. that's my kind of dog. Absolutely my kind of dog. And finally and most importantly, I read, they're flatulent as hell. Oh. You've got a real strong dog wants to be the boss. you got a dog that was the uh, favorite amongst prostitutes, and he flats a lot. I said, this is my kind of dog. So wow. he finally get one, and he's, uh, he's dark brown. His face is even darker. He looks just like Louis Prima. Remember Louis Prima and Keely Smith in Vegas? He looks just like Louis Prima. Yes. So, of course, yes. huh? And who was so this sidekick? Louis, of course. The great Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Who was this sidekick, the great female? Keely Smith. Keely Smith. Okay, go, go ahead. Just testing. Go ahead. So go ahead. He, he looks like ended up marrying her. Uh, he was wild on stage when he performed uh, Old Black Magic, one of his big songs. He had a big band, and uh, Louis always Louis yep. Prima, and his wife was Keely Smith, and he's jumping all over the place, and his band's wild, and he was a real jazzy singer, big. Everyone loved Frank Sinatra, loved him. The boys loved him. And he marries this woman who's a singer, but she never moves. She never changes the expression on her face and doesn't move her hands or legs when she sings. She looks like a statue. There's one weird couple, I'll tell you. And, and he beat her up a lot, like, right? Huh? Tommy? He, be, he yeah. beat her up a lot. Yeah. I didn't know that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a lot of, uh, lot of abuse there, yeah. Oh, well, so he was evidently... the same dude, but he was, he was, he was wild. This dog, this dog just didn't look him. Anyway, I just get him. He's, you know, we take him. To the, he wasn't feeling well. We take him to a vet, and uh, they, you know, they, they, they're giving him different diets. They're making us buy this, this dog food that's thirty bucks a can, and blah 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 blah. And they finally take X-rays and say, uh-oh, these don't look so good. And, Holy shit! I just bought this dog. It cost a fortune. He's, he's sick, and they said you better take him to a specialist. We take him to a specialist, they look at the x-ray, throw it down, and say, oh, that's nothing. They look him over for about two seconds and said, he's got an allergy to the food you're giving him. Just change his food, he'll be fine. It cost oh, me $1,000 to find out he didn't like the food he was eating. <laughs> well, he liked it, but he was alert. his body didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, he eats anything. That's the other thing, he eats anything. So, But that's the story of uh, my dog, uh, Louis, Louis Prima. Maybe I'll give him another dog called Keely Smith, and he can beat the hell out of her. What are you up to? <laughs> oh, I uh, again, I uh, we've been busy. Oh, I've got a great story about the CD that we cut with Tammy Pooler, famous hey, main right away, comedian. I to that whole thing, unbelievable CD. Well, thank Absolutely you. Absolutely unbelievable. It's really good. Well, thank you. Thank well, you. I mean, there's. I don't have to pay you know, for that so one much... you sent me, do I? <laughs> no, that's professional courtesy. Oh, you know that term. You know that term. You know we we entertainers. Oh, you know. Remember, we did some shows with. Uh, we have to have him back. We have to have Bobby Seibel. How did I? How did we let him go through the cracks? Oh yeah. Um, you remember? Remember Bobby? Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bobby. Um. Bobby, it's a great great story about Bobby. Bobby is, you know, you look, 
as you get into show business, as you grow up, you know, whether it's show business or literature or whatever, great characters, you you try to, whether you're an author or a writer, whether you're an actor, you try to create, you try to adopt, I mean, well, you took acting, and you actually acted, so you know that when I you adopt the character, yeah, yeah so when you adopt the character, tell the lay people, tell the lay people how you you integrate into or you absorb and become a character. What do you do? What's your method? What's your what's your acting method? Method actor. Well, to yeah, be well, honest, no, really. you, you got to get... find out who is actually a, the type of character you're 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 looking into, and you got to hang out right. with them, and you got to listen to them, and you have to see what they do, and how they pick up things, and how they talk, and uh, there's really a lot to it. And then you uh, not yeah, that so you, you, you copy him exactly. You get, so you, what, what you're you doing the rhythm, for you're looking the rhythm for of, of the way he speaks or or she speaks and the way they do things and and then you kind of develop it on your own. It's it's some work and not everyone can do it. Exactly. So what what, what an actor does is pick out characteristics. Whether you're an, a writer or an uh, uh, an actor, you look for those things. You try to pick out the prominent characteristics. Right? Am I on track there? Yeah, like a character, so, like a characteristic, yeah. So, I mean, so here's this dynamic, wild, out-of-the-box, crazy, everybody loves Bobby Seibel. He's just one of a kind. This, yes. So, I mean, yes. his voice is what, what, what gets him. That, I mean, that becomes a part. But deeper, you have to look deeper. So I started to analyze Bobby, and I said, what is the thing, and, and especially if in a comedic personality, comedic character, you have to have a juxtaposition, don't you think? Oh, yeah. In other words, there have yeah. to be two, two, two contrasting or two prominent <laughs> characteristics that um, conflict with each other or at least don't make for tension, comedic tension. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what Bobby is, is Bobby is... The supreme hypochondriac. He's always petrified. His favorite uh, mantra to me is uh, he, he, he's always asking me about the fact that I had cancer and survived this long, et cetera. How did I do it and how he admires me. And, and then he'll tell me, Tommy, I got cancer. I just can't find the freaking thing. <laughs> I know I got it. I just can't. So his... His pilgrimage, his purpose, his passion in life is to is the search for cancer on himself, and so he he takes every diagnostic exam there is. He he watches every piece of um, every morsel of food that goes in his body, and he's convinced that he someday he will succeed, and he will discover whereabouts. It's like. You know, it's like Lewis and Clark trying to find the other side. Like, yeah. It's like Columbus trying to find, you know, um, you know the, the Indies. So Bobby's in search. So it's, it's hysterical just that. But now, when you, when you link that with the fact that he's the cheapest SOB on the planet, <laughs> it becomes beautiful because he's not going to pay for a diagnostic exam. In fact, one of his big things he actually does it on stage is the fact that he actually got a free... <laughs> He loves it when he when he lands a free colonoscopy. That is the, the, the that is that is the ultimate catch, a free colonoscopy. And it's true. I mean, he he called me one day. 
he was so proud of himself. Yeah. He had to call me and tell me that he, um, Tommy just got a deal. I went to Lynn, uh, Lynn Medical, and I got free health care. They're going to take one of the things is I got, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got a colonoscopy. For free. For free. It was great. And so he tells me that he goes, and nice, nice doctor told me, young, you know, Asian, beautiful, very pretty girl. So, you know, I got to get undressed, you know, a little embarrassing, you know. <laughs> you know, she's got the tube and the whole thing. And, and I said, what are you doing? She says, I'm looking for polyps. He says, well, I don't know if I got those, but I eat a lot of seafood. So you might find a scallop or two up there. <laughs> so he he describes the whole process. Not he, it's only to me. It was an intimate thing, and I got it. I think it was over a dinner in Prague, you know, overlooking the the, the uh, all of the medieval architecture in Prague. I'm getting a, a blow by blow of Bobby's free colonoscopy, and. Um, so now take that, the fact that he's a... So now Bobby, talking about CDs, this has all come back. This is a big circle. This is what, when I do go next door and I'm trying to tell stories, this is what the ladies get upset about. Well, just get to the point. I go, no, a story has to be crafted in a way that, um, you know, you, you, you have to, you know, embellish and, and pull all the pieces together. So, so Bobby is a guy that he goes and he finally, after years of coaxing and, and, and coaching, he, uh, he's always out of money. So everybody says, Bobby, you should sell something. You should make a CD. And he says, uh, well, you know, he doesn't want to spend the money. He doesn't want to take the chance. This is a guy, again, going back to the cheap part, this is a guy who had a home phone that for 20, 25 years generated every single piece of revenue. It was the instrument through which the revenue came. Okay, when yeah. the cell phones, and he finally decided after like 10 years of cell phones being exist that they weren't going away, he went and got a cell phone and called me up to, to announce to me, I got the phone and I dropped the home phone. I said, excuse me? Yeah, I dropped the home phone. I said, why would you do that? He says, I'm not spending 25 bucks a month. <laughs> I said, Bobby. I said, Bobby, if you get one phone, phone call a month from the people that have been from your client base and from yeah. all the people who and I says one referral one call Bobby if you get a $300 show one call will more than compensate for the whole year of telephone bills if you look at the whole year Bobby that you might get one phone call it will pay for a whole year's I can't take that chance <laughs> He cancels. He burns that bridge. He cancels the home phone. All right. Now he find. Oh, and for years he had <laughs> he had one audio video videotape of his act that was done on a cruise ship. That is that has to go down in history. Is the worst piece of vi videography. Ever, it should go in, 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 in the um, in, 
And what, what, what is it? What's the big library? Library of Congress. It should go to the Library Irish of Congress. It's <laughs> the worst video ever taken. It, it's, it's gray. It's, it's, it's pixel, pixelated. It's grainy. It's, the boat is shaking. You can see the boat. This is before they had stabilizers <laughs> on boats. It, the, the audio is terrible. The lighting is, you can barely make out that, that there is an audience in somebody on stage, and you can kind of hear a joke here or there, but it's terrible. So he has one of these. Not he didn't run off. He didn't run off twenty or thirty copies. He has one, what? to what? which he sends one, one, and he would yeah. send it out to an agent to take a look at. Which was everybody in the business was saying, Bobby, you can't possibly expect to get any work with that video. Once you pay to have it professionally done. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking that chance. So now he would send this video out. And then if he had an, another prospect, another uh, agent, booker, whatever, gig, that was looking, they wanted, this is the old days before the Internet. They had to see the video. And it used to be they had to come see you. So at least video oh, took yeah. that Thing. So now he would say, he would call the agent who would be in possession of the one video he had and say, I need it back. <laughs> and the, and the agent back. would be in horrified. What do you mean I need it back? You mean you don't have more? It's the, only, the only one I have. You got to send it back. <laughs> got another gig. I got a possibility, another gig. You got to put it in overnight so I can get it out. Well, are you going to pay for are you going to send it overnight? Hell no. I'm going to send it you snail mail US postage. And so this one video was was making its rounds around around the country. So now he decides that everybody's telling him, "Bobby, you'll make your money back. So get a CD done." So he finally does an RS DVD, whatever. I go to one of his shows one night, and there I see his girlfriend is holding this package. Of, I said, what's this? He goes, I finally did it. I finally pulled the plug. <laughs> I made my first DVD. I said, great. I said, I want to buy one. How much? Oh, no, I, can't, I, no, I, I couldn't do that, Tony. I couldn't sell it to you. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. I said, you're my friend. I said, Bobby, friendships work. See, I'm a believer in friendships working both ways. One, you know, one, it, it, but people say to me, I've got a friend. He's a plumber. He'll, he'll do the job for me. And I'm like, no, he's a plumber. He's your friend. You pay him not only his rate, you pay him more. Why should it work that the guy who can do the work has got to be the one who loses? If you want your friend, get your friend. You either pay him his going rate or you pay him a little bit more because he's your friend. Anyway. So I said, Bobby, I want to pay you. I'll get, how much is 15? I said, here's 20. Keep the change. I can't do that. I'm not going to take your money. So I'm figuring he's going to make the gesture and give me a free DVD. Yeah. Bobby, I, and he said, oh, he says, I'd love to give you one, but they cost me 10 bucks, and uh, I just can't do it. <laughs> He says, I gotta make my money back. 
I were the least bit out of it, I mean, I would take this so, I would be BS beyond belief because I had just given them the week before. I had called them up. We had an agent, uh, a gig in New Hampshire, a great gig. It was on a Saturday morning around Christmas time. The guy was loaded, and he wanted to throw a party for his, for his um, employees. So I had been there the year before, so I said, I'll get you a great guy. So I brought Bobby up, and Bobby destroyed. And Bobby made 750 bucks on a Saturday morning, okay, yeah. which is never. You, nobody gets a Saturday morning gig. So he was in and out. I mean, it was in Pelham, New Hampshire. It took him maybe 20 minutes from his house. He made a 750 bag, and he was, oh, I love it. I'm so appreciative. The next week, he's holding a CD in his hand of DVD, whatever, and saying to me, I'd love to give it to you, Buzz. <laughs> I've got to make my money back before I can afford But I'm not going to sell it to you either because I can't take That's your funny. money. He's such so, a funny guy. He makes me laugh so much. Uh, so I, say, I can barely you know, talk to him when he's on. I mean, I, I just can't talk to him. I mean, yes. So I say to him, here's the 20. Shut up. Give me the CD. So he, he won't take the 20. He, he goes and he runs and he gets five bucks. So he charges <laughs> me 15 bucks for the CD. And I'm loving it because, you see, now I get to tell the story. You see, the story alone is worth the 15 bucks. That he's so freaking cheap to give me the CD. But he's, again, this juxtaposition of character. He loves me so much he doesn't want to take my money. But he can't if he afford to give show, me He's probably going to send you the line saying you violated copyright by telling the story and right. giving me money. A month later, I get a phone call. <laughs> it sounds like a Woody Allen bit. <laughs> Tommy! Oh my God! I can't live with I I couldn't sleep last night. Diana reminded me. <laughs> she said, "What did you do that night with Tommy Hayes?" I said, "I he, he I sold him a DVD for fifteen bucks." She goes, "Are you crazy? He just gave you a show for seven hundred and fifty bucks." <laughs> Tommy, I couldn't sleep. Oh, my God, what did I do? I'm going to send you your money back. <laughs> Bobby, keep the 15 bucks, would you please? I says, it's worth it. No, I, could, I can't sleep. <laughs> Two days later, a check for 15 bucks goes back to me. <laughs> now, there's one clown. There's, there's one, I know I'm monopolizing today, but these have to be told. There's one crowning, crowning story to this same DVD that, uh, it wasn't a DVD, it was a, a cassette, a, a video cassette. Yeah. He, uh, he comes, he it probably never stays long. He, he can't stay on the phone long because he doesn't want to pay for the minutes, primarily, and second, he's just always in a hurry. He's always got something. I, I don't know a man who has more people, friends, who have died or are in the process of dying. He's always visiting some hospital because somebody's on their way out. So yeah. he comes by at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I said, geez, you know, he was in the area. I think he had gone to a meeting or something. And I said to him, Bobby, have a little breakfast. I can't stay. I would. You know, I, I knew I told you I'd come by and have it, but I've got to go. 
I said, what's so important at 9 o'clock in the morning? I got to get up to Lynn Union Hospital. I said, for what? He said, one of my buddies is dying of cancer, he says, and I, I gave him my video. He says, and he loves it. He says, in fact, Tommy, I think it's keeping him alive. He was supposed to go three weeks ago. I says, he's watching the video every night. He tells me how much he loves He watches it over and over and over again. And he laughs and he laughs and he laughs. So I said to the nurse last night, I said, how's he doing? She says, I don't think he's going to make it through the night. So I didn't want to lose the... <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to lose the video. He said, so... I went into his drawer when he was sleeping, <laughs> and I took the video with me, <laughs> figuring he's going to die, and they were going to clean out the drawer, and I'd lose the video. <laughs> I said, so? Well, I just called up there to see how he's doing. He's alive! <laughs> Tommy, he's alive! <laughs> he says, i got to get up there and put the video back before he realizes the video is gone. Oh, that's funny. And that is, that's a long way from the fact that we did do a CD. But, yeah, that's funny. So i got a story to say about the CD. I'm, in the, I'm mailing these all over the world. In fact, I mailed six to my first overseas. Uh, they went to the to um, Cheshire, uh, UK, the the, the, um, the United Kingdom. I found somebody on the internet, a, a woman who's uh, influential with teenagers, because the lead character of Betty is a great, I think, role model for teenage teen, teens. So I, I'm mailing it out, and um, in walks a guy with two kids, about nine and five. So I've, I found that uh, before I would go up with the toys that we created and give them to the kids, and I, I realized there was a little tension. Who's this guy approaching our kids? So I always say to the parent, is it okay? Can I give you these so you can give them to your kids? So I went up with the CDs, and I said, well, can I give you these so you can give them to your kids? And he said, oh. He goes, why don't you give them to them yourself? So I get in the kids. Yeah light up immediately. They look at the front, the pictures, and the animation, and the characters. Oh, is it, what is it? I tell them it's a CD. I says, it's me and another actress, and we're doing the voices and the stories. And the kids look at me with amazement, and they say to me, it's things like this that absolutely blow me away. When you, you, the serendipity and synchronicity that happens when you start a venture like this. We have the toys. The toys that we created, the kids now get the connection. We have the toys, mister. And I go, you're kidding. No, we have the toys. And uh, we'll, can we play with our toys and listen to the stories? I said, please, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, what are the chances, right? I mean, what are the chances? So, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, uh, um, so we, the kids are all excited. And so I said, well... <clears throat> You have friends. Let me give you a couple of more. I says, do your friends have the toys? Oh, all our friends have the toys. Uh, so I said, here, take some, take some more. Now they're 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 out of they're jumping out of their skin. So I said to the older one, I said, what's your name? He goes, Patrick. And I said, what's your brother's name? Brian. I says, yeah. And I looked at him, and I, we're in South Boston. You know, we're two weeks away from St. Patty's Day. And I said, yeah, wouldn't be Irish, would you? Without a word, the kid whips off his his hat and points to his red hair on his head. 
<laughs> With a big smile. Like, you need any more proof, pal? <laughs> and so, uh, all uh, a great story around the CD. So listen, I want to ask, we give you a little time today, Tom, and monopolized. What did, you, did you watch the Oscars? Oh, I, I thought I was just part of the audience. <laughs> Don't get sensitive now. We had to get those Seinfeld stories out. So, so have you, have yeah, you, did, did you watch I the Oscars? I did. I'm, you know, I'm a, a gigantic uh, movie fan. Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, I but I didn't. I, di- I didn't know this was. I missed it. But I watched a few of the plays, replays on the on the internet. Uh, it, it, the people were saying it was one of the best Oscars in years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the best bunch of movies that have been around in years. Oh, you know, usually there's always uh, phenomenal uh, movies two, last. You no, know, yeah. Uh, some new actresses. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately, uh, for some reason, uh, I didn't see many of these movies. In fact, I, I think since the Oscars, which were you know two days ago, I think I've seen more of the uh, nominated movies than I did before, because uh, they're all you know they're all on they're all on pay per view now on television or, or in, in your video right. store or whatever. And uh, right. yeah, it was a good year. It was a good year, and I'm a big fan of Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, she was a uh, she was a wonderful host and. Uh, Nobody did anything uh, outrageous. Uh, uh, nobody said any bad words. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good show. That's true. Cool. Yeah, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't anger. Everything was very positive this year. Very, you know, very, the, the message was the, from the, the clips I saw is go for your dreams. Yeah, it was, uh, and, and it was just, uh, it, it really moved well. You know, sometimes these things get bogged down and it's, you know, it's they run way over and on their time slot, but, uh, it was really enjoyable, and of course, uh, uh, I was very upset to see white dinner jackets. I must tell you, before June first, or am I just old-fashioned? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's California, you know. My wife said it's but, winter yeah, white. It's, no, isn't, no, no. It, isn't it usually no, black? You're right. Well, I, I that's you know, because that's old-time stuff. But uh, you, you never wear a white. We uh, never wear a dinner jacket before June first. A white dinner jacket. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah, appalled, yeah, yeah. absolutely appalled. You know me, Mr. Class, well, the good guy thing, who wipes his thing nose you were on the red carpet. Yeah, good thing you weren't on the red carpet. You would have uh, taken those people down immediately. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I you know? pulled okay. the microphone away from that uh, that guy that's always there, omnipresence. Uh, I can't even think yeah, of his yeah. name. I know uh, who but, he means. Uh, the, um, yes, but, uh, I was... Uh, uh, I was glad to see Matthew Connery get it because he is a great actor. Jeez, this poor guy lost like forty, fifty pounds uh, to oh do that God. part. How do you and, do that? Uh, I mean, how do you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I can't even conceive. I mean, I can't lose five pounds. How do you lose forty or fifty? And he, you know, he was Mister. He was in, in great shape. For, uh, he always took care of himself and looked good. And uh, Jesus, he looked like hell. Uh, but, uh, Last night he looked you know, amazing. Nero did that for Raging Bull. Yeah, oh, but he went the oh, other way. I put it on for the end of the movie where he's supposed to be a little older and uh, and uh, and uh, out of shape after his career. But uh, these people do a lot for their craft, you know. And there's a, there's quite a, a few stars now. You know, I'm a, a big fan of old time movie stars. You get people now that make one movie, they make two movies, they kind of disappear. 
as opposed to someone like, uh, and I saw uh, the other day Clark Gable in an old movie, and I, I said, that man was a movie star, you know? Oh, yeah. He wasn't just an actor, I mean, he was a movie star. There's a difference between the two. Uh, yeah, you know, he had, uh, one of the things that charisma. I guess I incorporated in my life, um, and I learned, and also I learned from Steve Martin, um, you know, the way that people think, the way that successful people like that think. There was a scene in the movie where it was during the Depression and um, Clark Gable lost his job. It was in the movie. And uh, so he went out and bought uh, a $1,000 suit, like in those days. And everybody said, yeah. what the hell are you doing? And he says, oh, since I'm going to go for a job, I want to look like a guy who can afford a $1,000 suit. You know, yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, and I remember Steve Martin who, you know, when he was coming up and he was making all that money and everything else, he, before it happened, he was vacationing and I think he was a writer on the Smothers Brothers and he, um, had just bought a thousand dollar pair of glass, sunglasses or some crazy thing and, and, and a Ponte Vecchio in, in, uh, in, in the, the, he looked over the, the Arno and the glasses fell in the water. <laughs> and he turned around and went bought another pair. You know, he yeah. just had this attitude that he would always make money, you know. Would, and when he, I talked to, there's a great promoter here in Boston, jazz promoter and many other things, uh, uh, Freddie Hall. And he, uh, we were talking when, I said, he says, well, he hired him for the Heinz Center and he sold out whatever the capacity is there, what, 5,000, I think, the Heinz Center is. And um, he said, uh, he was talking to Steve Martin. I said, what was he like? He's a very quiet guy. He says, but he told me he was going to take all the money from that tour, $5 million. Now, we're talking in the 80s or even the earlier yeah. 70s. Yeah. yeah, the 70s, early 70s. $5 million was, God, had to be 10, 10 to 15 today, right? He says he's going to take all the money and roll it on the jerk. And he did. Huh. And he says, and Freddie said to me, Freddie Taylor said, man, I would have kept that, I would have kept half that money. <laughs> I said, well, yeah. that's the difference between you and a movie star. Yeah. You know, these guys are big. Yeah, like people just have this in. charisma, you know, you want, they, they walk into a room, they light up a room, and you know there's, there's something special, you know? And you either Absolutely. have it or you don't. Exactly. That's the it factor that I always talk about, you know? Yeah, yeah, they call, um, they call it a lot of different things, uh, uh, you can actually feel their presence when they come in. You don't even have to see well, them walking around. I don't know. If I've, I mentioned it on the show once. I, I have total charisma, of course. Well, if it, it loses over the phone, Tommy. But I was, yeah, we talked yeah. about the sugar stack once in a while. And, uh, I walk into a room, everyone turns around, then they leave. <laughs> At least I've made an impression, you know. It's him. That's, I think that's the opposite of uh, charisma. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was at the Sugar Shack. Wait, we were all waiting for James Brown, who was always notoriously late for a performance, and waiting, waiting. And there was so much tension in the room because it was the time of busing, and the city was inflamed with tension. Yeah. And I'll never forget, we're all sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden we're all staring at the stage. I never experienced anything like this in my life. The only other time was when I met JFK. We talked about that earlier. The entire yeah. audience, all of us, at once, turned our heads. Something told us to turn our heads and look toward the door. 
in once, in unison. It wasn't even like a, a couple here and there or somebody pointing and talking. We all looked to the door, and there yeah. he was. He had come downstairs yeah. to kind of check out the thing. He just had that kind of magnetism. I mean, crazy. So I think a lot yeah, of very few people just don't have that, you know? No, just, no, no, think, no. They no, don't that's have a, a, a one, one thing. Uh, I, I'm watching... I'm watching the red carpet the other night before the uh, before the awards, and uh, these people coming up and being interviewed, and I'm saying, I never saw this person in my life. You know, I have no idea who yeah. they are, but they dress exactly. well. Well, look at but the one who does have the staying power, of course, is Meryl Streep. Yeah, oh well, she's a she's a she's she's a real actress. You know what bothers me about her is, uh, is, is, is some people say, oh, you know, she always puts on accents and she does this and she does that. And most of the accents, she puts on those silly accents. Well, she's playing a part. That that's, makes us the versatility is all about. I think she's one of the yeah, great American actresses we have that's still alive in the country at the moment. Well, you know, I watched... Woman. Watched a few Tom Hanks movies recently, and uh, he does. You know, I saw him do Mr. Banks. I, I saw him do Captain Phillips. I went and saw um, what was the one where he was abandoned on the uh, island. Um, and anyway, he, he, boy, he just he can do accents. I mean, the guy is not just you know a guy who plays himself. He does. And to be criticized for having the ability to do these accents so well. Yeah, uh, and, exactly. and it's just you know I didn't understand that at all. Of course, she's got uh, yeah. I think uh, uh, three Academy Awards. But yeah, three more you know, than that. Yeah, nineteen nominations as well. So there must be something. nominations. Yeah, eighteen wow. nominations. Amazing. Amazing. How did you pick so that up? Put your computer in front of you. Yes, I do. You do, you rascal. <laughs> what? What? My computer? All I heard was you said, did I have the computer? And I, I didn't know if you added anything else. No, I, I said, did you have a computer right in front of you when I said she had 19 nominations and you said 18? Oh, no, 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 no. I just heard uh, the replay last night that Ellen mentioned it. Ah. Ellen said that she had 18. Um, so, uh... got to say, our buddy Frank a... is uh, still in the hospital with that uh, operation we talked about. We hope to have him Yeah, soon. yeah, well, we... We want to see Francine or whomever uh, when when she yep. comes home. Yeah, whatever, whatever um, name we decide on, but he should be best. back soon, hopefully. We wish him the best. We miss our co-host, and uh, yeah, we so do. if anybody listening, you really, I think we got well, this is a very good show, Tommy. Yeah, I had, laughs, great, I had a great time listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't talking about Tom Hayes. I was talking about Bobby Seidel. One of the great <laughs> comedic minds of all time. I mean, anytime you tell Bobby stories, and uh, it's funny that I, I do got, have, Yeah, this know. guy is hysterical, I must admit, so I can't complain. He's uh, really you know, well, he he I'm glad, because i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call him this week to come on the show next week. Oh, that'd be great. It's been too long. Anything, just listen to him. Last time we talked to him, we talked about his near-death experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also appreciates so other be... comics. He always appreciates oh, yeah, other yeah. funny people, which is yeah, exactly. not necessarily uh, the case with a lot of uh, a lot of people who do comedy. Okay, well, guy. let's let's plan for that. Let's uh, put the I'll, re, 
I'll reach out to him, and um, maybe he's come up with a, a new CD of his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We got to go. All right, Tommy. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, have a good week. Thanks, Talk folks. Talk to you again. In and, yeah, come back next week, please. Back here. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.